It was sexual. <laughs> Dude, that was like a sexual clap. I've never experienced that before. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm satisfied. Sexual clap. Yeah. yeah. Satisfied. You gotta get a clap from your sexual clap. Personal satisfaction. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> Welcome to the Pol- Cold Bow Podcast. <laughs> Pulled Bow? Pulled Bow, that's what I said. Pulled Bow, this is your it. one chance and you blew it, dude. <laughs> Pulled Co. You, you, did get the, uh, you did get the cheese that, Hello. that Jake usually does. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, today uh, we're going uh, to be talking about some stuff, but right now there's four of us. Uh, obviously, I'm Reese, if you don't recognize my voice. Uh, Chris here. You know, you guys made fun of me last time. I was like, oh, it's right here. Because, you know, you guys well, that was because like, it was like 45 it was, minutes. Yeah. You were like <laughs> so way into it. You like had to, uh, I'm here too, guys. Troy. <laughs> yeah, you've been talking this whole time. We know you're here. <laughs> so this is Troy. What's up? This is Scott. And uh, we don't have Jake today. Jake is not I'm with Dick. us. So there's going to be significantly less interrupting today's yeah. episode. Wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me tell. Well, yeah, there won't be an interrupting. I'm going to take what you have to say and capitalize on it. So. Wait, I got to well, do Jake's laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do <laughs> now does it now it feels like Jake is here. I think so. <laughs> Freaking jerk. Um anyway. Oh yeah. Oh so sorry I missed last week, guys. I uh family member of mine died. Uh family dog. So rest in peace, Joe. I miss you. R.I.P. R.I.P. I was sad. We were all sad yeah. for you. Oh, actually, I was bawling we like a baby. I was we, inconsolable. Reese and I were no. We used to, Reese and I were talking about this that that uh, you know when you when you lose even when you lose a pet it feels like you're losing yeah. like a brother or sister you know sucked. I've it, known it that sucks. dog longer yeah. than my wife. So so my you guys know I love my dog like too much. Uh huh. Yeah, anyway, yeah. yes. <laughs> he 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 jumps over the fence you know and he gets away not when I'm home. It's yeah. Only, it's only when I'm gone and it's my wife. Yeah. And she told me one day that if Watson leaves again and gets out of the yard one more time today, she's just going to let him go. Yeah. And I had to contemplate divorce. <laughs> <laughs> the wife or the dog. Not, like, <laughs> not really, honey. I take that back. I'm just kidding. JK, JK. Are you going to Marco that to her? Fingers right crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed. <laughs> uh, but, oh, man. So I've been up to some fun stuff. I, uh, I, I saw Jurassic World. Oh, nice! That's, How was it? That's too bad. It was a giant turd. Did you like? Have you guys all the seen the new that? Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom? Yeah, not, yeah. Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. Have you guys seen 2015? it? So, so I'm a huge Jurassic Park fan. Yeah, and I have been having the hardest time just you had just, a, just drumming up the desire to see it. You had a Jurassic Park themed wedding. I did. Yeah. Literally, I, we, our cake topper was my <laughs> wife and I riding on a rat. Your your wedding invite was your you up in the top left corner and your wife in the bottom right and then like a raptor in the middle. Yep. Uh, it looked like a birthday card invite. <laughs> and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I was talking about I was talking about this with Troy and Chris before Scott got here because Scott was really late. Um, <laughs> hey, I have I have an anecdote about that later. Okay. So. <laughs> I anyway, um, it's actually partially due to Scott, but then also in due to another podcast I was listening to called The Rewatchables. And uh, I've recently rediscovered how much I actually love the original Jurassic Park unbelievably good you can watch it today and it feels like it was just made the cgi is better than most movies today mm-hmm. it, it it's so good so as i'm sitting in the new jurassic world fallen kingdom the only thing i can think of is the 
what made the first one so good and what's making this one so bad. And kind of what I discovered was in the first one, there's almost a sense of like, okay, this, this could, this could happen, Mm -hmm. you know, this could be real. Yeah. And that's what's so great about it. And then I, I told Chris, there's lulls. You know, there's lulls. Yeah, yeah they, they they let it breathe. Yeah, they like the conversation the around breathe. the dinner table is magical. Oh, yeah, it's seriously like amazing. When he's like, and you sell it, and you sell it. <laughs> Sorry, that was for dramatic effect. <laughs> it was dramatic. <laughs> yeah, it was very dramatic, Chris. But yeah, and then in this one, it's just one problem into the next problem yeah. into the next problem. There's no well, the, breathing. The, the problem is what they think that, that made. The the first one good was the the dinosaurs. It was yeah. the characters that made it. Yeah, good. it yeah. wasn't the dinosaurs. So, so I don't want to spoil anything because there's people that haven't seen it. But like, I honestly felt like the uh, whoever was making this movie. I I'm, that's how bad it was. I don't even care to know who made the movie. <laughs> it was just so. It bad. It wasn't the first they director, said, Colin Trevorrow. I know it was somebody else. I don't know. They they just said, uh, well, here's a shitload of dinosaurs. Here you go. Here's yeah. all of them. And here's some we've never even seen before. So it's kind of like the Lost World in that sense or or like Jurassic Park 3. So, where it's all about, it was just about the dinosaurs. It wasn't really about the... Yes and no. I mean, it didn't even feel... it. Basically, this new one is basically... Uh, is basically... It's a fun house. The Lost World amped up on, on lots and lots of cocaine. Yeah. That's what this they, one They made is. it into so, like, a, like a fun house scary movie too. So it's so it's a ridiculous concept. It's like Completely I saw the movie terrible. Rampage this year. I liked it much more, <laughs> much more. Oof. And, see, and see, Rampage, my, my fears, like I said, like I've been having the hardest time even coming up with the desire to see it. And now, I, like hearing this, uh, I, so I, I even I saw the even I saw it. the bad reviews. Honestly, I had no expectations, and I still was let down. Yeah, me too. Because I didn't really care for the other one either. And do you know what sucks is I love Chris Pratt. I do too. And How can Chris you Pratt not? Is good in this movie. Yeah, Chris Pratt's great. So is a uh, Bryce BD, BDH. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ron Howard's She's daughter. Too. Yeah. Um, Personal friend of the and, show. And uh, the the farmer <laughs> from from Babe. He's in it, and he's great. In oh, the, really? in the few He's always he's great. He's really good. He's always I don't know great. His name. Again, I don't care to look it up. I like him. I like him too. But there was a moment in the movie where I literally just turned and went. <laughs> audibly so, so going back to the whole rewatchable thing about the original Jurassic Park yeah. did any of you guys see it when it was re-released in theaters in 3D I did yeah, in I IMAX. Yeah. wasn't that so good Great. like oh it just felt God. like you were watching you? again yeah, we, in the theater like was, you yeah. me and Jake yeah yeah, it was magical yeah, yeah. The, this this new one it just it just feels like everything is artificial I guess it's all artificial <laughs> the first one was artificial but it, it, it just feels unauthentic and it feels like they're just trying to really bad pacing really bad story bad really bad motivations for the characters to yeah. get back together yeah. see i think a lot of it, comes, it, it all comes back down to characters because they can have cheesy cgi yeah as long as they have good characters yeah. good motivation good a good bad guy i i contest that the best part of uh, jurassic world fallen kingdom is jeff goldblum and he's, and in, he's in it for, in it five for like minutes. 45 seconds Really? Really? Chris Pratt's Chris Pratt's still really Chris good. Pratt's like, good. But they're they just trying to make the, him Indiana Jones. Like I'm fine with that. They're trying to make him Harrison They did that Ford. with they did that with Star Lord. Like, which I actually yeah. read. 
I actually read that Harrison Ford was supposed to be the original uh, Dr. Grant. Yeah, that's that he why was, he wears that stupid fedora. Right, yeah. right. Well, and, and, and Laura Dern was going to be, if Laura Dern didn't want to do her role, it was going to be Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. And Ooh, the Scottish bad. the Scottish dude, I can't remember, Attenborough, I think. Anyway, the, Richard Attenborough, the guy that directs Planet Earth. No. <laughs> Not directs, but um, narrates. The I guy from Miracle anyway, on 34th Street. Yes, yes. The, 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 Mr. You know, the Whitebeard. That was originally supposed to be played by Sean Connery. I'm but glad he, it yeah, wasn't. And he said it, no. But so he asked Sean for too Connery, much. And, and he said that it was one of the biggest regrets that he had was passing. I'm glad he, that I'm glad he and passed. passing on Gandalf. Yes, but but think about he passed on that how too. Much money he would have made up. But, but think about other than Jeff Goldblum and, and you know like I mean some of those actors are really well known. Yeah. But they weren't like I mean, I mean Harrison Ford over, you know. So Sam here's Neal. the thing: is Harrison Ford passed <laughs> on the opportunity? <laughs> And he literally said that was the right call. Yeah. Because Sam Neill was so good. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole cast was great. Mm-hmm. Um, was, so it, yeah. So my question, um, I mean, why the, the whole thing, like the marketing, everything was was not all of it, but there was a big push that like, oh, Ian Malcolm is back in the Fallen Kingdom, and he's really only in there for forty five seconds. Dude, like, like, not if if even that. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. And I kept saying like, Daddy's home, Daddy's home, and Jeff Goldblum's ha ha, but it's not. He's not even in it. Right. So basically, <laughs> it's it made so, me sad. So basically, the scene that you see in the preview where he's talking in a courtroom or whatever, that's it. Yeah. As oh, as unspoilerly. Spoilerly as possible, he's he's barely even in it. So he has a better, bigger, longer role in Run Ronnie Run than he does in Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, he's in it longer <laughs> in Run Ronnie Run. That's uh, seven episodes in a row now. We've mentioned that movie. <laughs> anyway, David that's... Cross needs to come kiss our ass and tell us thank hey, you. Bob Odenkirk as well. <laughs> yeah, they would. Where would they be without that episode? It's true. It's true, right? <laughs> they would be nowhere. That's kind of what I've been up to is I've been watching, I watched that and I've been watching Arrested Development yeah. uh, after we discussed it in this podcast and I love it. Isn't it so good? Oh, it's so quotable. It's so good. I love how they're poking fun at the executives in the studio because they're getting canceled and they're just letting it ride. Like literally, <laughs> literally there, there's one line and it's so bad and he goes, I can't believe, the narrator says, I can't believe they let that go. Like, yeah, it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> is that when they're at Burger King or is that? They're no, they were, in the, they were in their house in their kitchen. They look, they're at Burger King like, man, this Whopper is good. And David Cross looks at the camera. He's like, it sure does. <laughs> like, Thumbs up. <laughs> and, and like the, where they would purposefully like show the boom mic. Oh, yeah. Come in. yeah. Dude, that, when they open the cupboard and there's just one cup of coffee already in there, and then he opens the other cupboard and there's one Nature's Valley granola <laughs> bar, not even a box, just one, and he and he looks around and then takes it. Dude, my my favorite gag too is when they just gave up and started doing whatever. Yeah, and they tried selling the real estate property to the Asians. Yes, and they built a fake town. <laughs> oh, and yeah. he comes out as the mole. <laughs> Tobias comes out dressed as a school mascot. And for some reason, George Michael's dressed like a rocket man. Oh, he has the rocket. And he lands, and they start fighting each other. (laughs) Oh, I was crying, dude. That was so stupid. It was great. But But I I didn't see it coming, and then I was like, oh, I know where they're going with this. So how many years passed between season three and season four? So Like seven or eight years or something? It's more than that. Yeah. They canceled 2003. Oh, geez. So... That's why no, I it wasn't 2003 because it. it started in 2002. They went three seasons, so it would have been 2004. Either way, it's a long Shut time. up. 
But my favorite okay. thing now is in season four that they picked up where it left off, but everyone's significantly older, mm-hmm. but they play it like they're not. And that just cracks me up. That makes me well, so and it, hard. And it's funny because like, you know, George Michael is playing a kid barely out of high school or still in high school, but he's yeah. got like a five o'clock shadow. That's yeah. probably intentional yeah. too. I'm pretty sure it was, but he looks like he's had a hard life in season four. Mm-hmm. Like he's been on some cocaine or something. But he looks beat up. <laughs> Sweet. Cool. So what have you been up to, Troy? Oh, uh, so I actually, did any of you guys remember the uh, TV show or the Netflix series Making a Murderer? Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, I mean, it came out three years ago. Loved it. Everybody was talking about it. And everybody was talking about, you know, whether or not Stephen Avery and, and Brendan Dassey were were innocent and all this stuff. And uh, most people are inclined to believe that that. They are innocent. And even, did you guys, I didn't know this. So so the uh, the judge actually acquitted or said that there was, call, called a mistrial or something, said that Brendan Dassey's uh, confession was, um, was inadmissible because of the way it was coaxed out of him. Did you know that they kept appealing and appealing? And that, that kid's still in, or I guess he's our age, so he's like in his 30s. That man is still in prison. I heard he's out now. No, he's not. Like, like as of last year. No, as uh, I just saw something from like back in June. I can I'll double check, but I'm about seventy five percent sure he's maybe still they let him out reg- to go see. He's if, he, if he just got out, that's that's crazy. Still, yeah, that's a lot of his life. And Stephen Avery's still in, in in jail for what? I mean, and if we're if we're spoiling anything on this, I mean the the show's been out three years. Everyone knows. I never Everybody even knows. saw it. And I knew what happened. And the reason why I'm bringing it up: the same people who made uh, Making a Murderer uh, made another one that was just released on Netflix this year very recently called the staircase i started that i've I've been watching that it's it's good i started that it doesn't and i said this isn't interesting and i changed it yeah (laughs) to me it doesn't it doesn't hook you like making a murderer did troy just did a hooking motion by the way thanks (laughs) so so it doesn't it doesn't hook you like um you guys are distracting me so bad. You guys are such assholes. I'm going to hook your what? ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> Make a note um, of the curse. So anyway, so <laughs> it doesn't hook you like like Making a Murderer did, um, but there's still, it, it really shows some glaringly big problems. And these are only two cases, um, but I mean, they're murder cases, but glaring the problems in the justice system um, that, you know, the whole thing is that how can you put somebody away in prison for life without parole? If you don't know for one, 100% sure that they actually committed the crime. And that's the whole thing that the staircase thing comes to play is that, you know, yeah, he, he might've been able to kill his wife. He might've killed his wife. It, the whole thing starts with his My, a man's wife falls down the stairs and he's committed. He's convicted yeah. for murder. For so it. I haven't watched it. But I do listen to a podcast called Your Mom's House <laughs> and Tom Segura and Christina Pajitsky, husband and wife. They're talking about the show because yeah. he's obsessed with it. Yeah. And just based off of what he said was like, he, yeah, he finds his wife at the bottom of the stairs, but there's like blood spatter everywhere and like all mm. sorts but of stuff. They have. So and I, and I, I won't I don't want to get spend too much time on yeah, this, I but like, it. thanks. The, the, the thing is, is that like. <laughs> 
the guy there's a guy that there's a guy that that talks about how like if uh if your head falls on on like a flat surface it's like a watermelon when you when it falls on a, yeah. a flat surface it's still gonna crack yeah you know like i personally fell out of a, a car it wasn't moving but i fell out of a car when i was six years old and i had to get stitches in the back of my head when you fall on a surface yeah it's still gonna open. it's there's still gonna be last years there's still gonna be cuts yeah. now their whole thing is like there were too many cuts but mm. then the the defense was like but there weren't any skull fractures or bruising of the brain or anything mm. like that i don't want to get too mm. much into that mm. the fact mm. is is that uh they did this whole thing about like how they can't prove that he did it but yet they still put him away for life so i think there's there's something to be said i'm i mean i'm no attorney <laughs> but it has to be if, if someone's accused of something they have to be proven innocent beyond a reasonable doubt right or guilty beyond no, no, a reasonable they have doubt. to be they're innocent until proven guilty beyond a reasonable doubt so well, it's also the reverse like if they can't prove that they didn't do it either you know it's kind of a double-edged sword how does it work i mean how do you that's not that, that scale of justice that's not how the justice system should work though they, he should be presumed innocent until how they, should the justice system work Drew? i'm not getting into it oh <laughs> so uh, my problem with this is it is these filmmakers that, that put these things together um like they're trying to expose the american uh, justice system for being corrupt but they're cherry picking yeah. like, like how yeah, many yeah, how many millions of, of uh, I, I did notice that in this documentary and even in the making murder that you're only seeing it from one one, one point yeah. of view and then the other thing with this one is that they show parts of the trial and stuff and then when they show the appeal process um they show they show parts of the appeal process that you didn't see earlier and so you're like why did you why did you leave this part out and i don't want to get too much into it but um but uh yeah anyway so the staircase is what i'm watching so sweet scott what are you doing so uh i think chris and i's uh will kind of overlap a bit um i actually started my very first uh dungeons and dragons campaign nerd, nerd. Oh, wait, I'm there too. Sorry, yeah. I'm Chris, super Chris is jealous. There. It's it's been a blast. Like yeah. I've never done it before, and, and I am super surprised at how much. Like I knew there was a lot of like work and story building, but how much backstory, how much time you have to put into a backstory is insane. Uh, Scott and I and Jake and a couple of other like my wife. Who? Who? Jake. Who's oh, that? that jerk. Oh, that jerk. That jerk. Um, we all had to come up with characters. And some of our par- characters had predetermined backstories already because we just used pre-made characters. But then we had to get their story to fit together like like a puzzle. And it was actually super fun to like get your creative juices flowing and like figure out a way to get all these characters yeah. to meet up. And the story ended up being really good and, and pretty like... Engaging. Better than anything we've done so far. Yeah. And, and, and like I was telling Chris uh, and Jake er- like earlier, like I'm... It, it makes total sense why there's so many fantasy books and authors and stuff out there. Yeah. I, I guarantee they all just play Dungeons and Dragons and like, like they just got these ideas from their campaigns. <laughs> and it ends a up being awesome. virgins. There's actually uh Well, doesn't Stranger Things kind of... <laughs> Chris, Chris got a new laptop. Is up. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Chris's never face before. right now is amazing. <laughs> he has no idea what's going on. I don't either. <laughs> that's great. But uh, continue, continue. Well, well on. so doesn't Stranger Things kind of like? I don't want to say they make fun of it. They kind of point that out, like they they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, and then they, he pulls out the Demogorgon, and that's the whole part of the the. 
Yes. <laughs> man. Um, <laughs> man, I am just out of like the zone right now. What were we talking about? Dungeons and Dragons. Um, it's story and why building and, so and Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, and character building. It's and then and then trying to uh, like find uh, character. Uh, Relationships between characters that that really makes sense to uh, so their backstories make sense to why they're together and it's uh it's been really fun uh, and then, and then there's the whole campaign part of it like uh, the gameplay I didn't expect it I didn't know what to expect but it's been pretty good yeah I like it so I really wanted to come and join you but I had stuff going on so I couldn't mm-hmm. and now I'm going to be starting an online Dungeons and Dragons game with who with my friend joseph hurst okay <laughs> wait who was what was that name his name's joseph hurst he lives in phoenix arizona so you're not going to invite us to this no we're going to oh is it <laughs> yeah okay uh, um one sec let's all take a second to silence our computers yeah because jake yeah. just messaged us like how's it going like dude gosh mind your own jerk. business we're mid podcast he knows <laughs> we yeah you should be know know that we should be that we're recording was that jake, your computer jake, have our stuff get silenced. to work <laughs> get back to sling work. that cream Oh yeah, <laughs> wowzers! Uh, just for new listeners, um, Jake isn't a gigolo. Uh, he runs a food truck that specializes in ice cream. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you're doing a you're doing a campaign without us. We haven't started it yet. Really? We've just talked. We literally just talked about it yesterday. Chris is super offended, but I'm okay with it. No. We so we just decided that we wanted to do it yesterday, but we haven't set anything up yet. Okay. So, yep. Cool, man. Um, I guess it's <laughs> I guess it's my turn here. Uh, man, we've been recording for a while. I won't talk about myself too much, but I haven't recorded with you guys for a while, so I'll, everything I've been up to, uh, I started reading a comic book. It's called Battle Chasers. It's really cool. There's a mm. video game that came out with it, which inspired me to read it, called Battle Chasers. Huh. Um, it's like a 90s comic where like the girl has humongous boobs and mm. big red hair. And the guys... Now I know why you're reading it. The guys have like huge, huge arms. And like, Another aside, mm-hmm. Chris's wife has red hair. Yes. She does. So that's why I like she it. She does. Um, I started playing the video game Mad Max. You guys ever played that? Oh, that's a good one. Is I, it? I played a little bit of it with my yeah, buddy. It's actually really it's fun. Cool. When did it come out? Like, like three years yeah. ago. It came out the same time as the movie. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty good. It's like, it's really rewarding, like the way that you're constantly unlocking stuff for your car or stuff and the, to wear. the fighting is really, re- is like... It's like Batman, but yeah, it's, nice. it's like grittier because you like mm-hmm. hit him with wrenches in the face and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. Gory. Um, And then we started a D&D campaign. And so I, I can't say I'm a D&D virgin. You started a D&D campaign without me? I invited you. Yeah, you, you picked did. a, you picked right. a wood you elf did. ranger, then you bailed. No, I did. And now Kylie's a wood yeah, elf Yeah, you're ranger. right. I did choose a... Um, yeah. But it's like, I'm, I'm kind of super into it right now. Like, yeah, I'm jealous. So, like, I, w- I think we should do our own. We should all do our own. Um, I, I think it would be fun. Yeah, it would be. But uh, yeah, that's all. We're all nerdy enough to put that much time into <laughs> something as useless as that. Absolutely. Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, I think we should. And we, we'll record it, maybe. Sweet. Maybe. Uh, tease, tease. Tease, tease. Should uh, should we take a slight break right now before we get into our segment? Let's do it. Take yeah. a break. Yeah. Take a break. Been so Ahead. La la la, 
joke. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it again later. <laughs> Laugh uh, hard. This week's IDAO, uh, we let you know about it on our last episode, um, was to listen to the band Lord Huron. A um, little bit of backstory to Lord Huron and my connection to them. It's not a real connection. It's just how I came to know of them. Uh, one of my best friends, shout out Kenneth Bills. I don't think he listens. But uh, what a jerk! Yeah, what kind of friend so, is that? It's true. So interestingly enough, we've been like best friends since we were eight. We've just kind of we don't see each other all that often, but we're still super close and chat. One of the things that we chat about most is we share bands with each other. Um, it, we, when we find a new group, we text each other and we're like, "Hey, check this out." Well, he texted me one which was Lord Huron, and he said, "Man." No matter what music I'm listening to or new music I find, this is a band I keep coming back to. I just, I can't stop listening to them for too long. So I gave it a shot and I find I'm in that same boat. Uh, this band for me has joined the ranks of Jimmy World. Uh, for me, the Beatles. I know Chris hates the Beatles. Uh, he's a communist. <laughs> well, you hate Metallica, so you're a wiener. Uh, I hate Metallica only because of Saint Anger. Well, that, I hate that, the Beatles because no, of every one of their that albums. There's no reason to hate a band, by the way. No, it is for me. Uh, one album. Don't, you don't want to get into. You don't want to get into like reasons I hate bands. So because we'll be here for a long. <laughs> okay, then whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, 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 this is one of my favorite bands now. Um, I went and saw them live. They're awesome live. Really high energy. They sound great. It's not like seeing Everclear. <laughs> When they just sound awful live, uh, but I'm I'm kind of obsessed with them. They released their first like studio album, like full album, in 2012, and it was called Lonesome Dreams. What's going on, Troy? Sorry, I'm trying to pass a message on to Chris to pass a message on to you that maybe we should play some segments of the of Lord Huron. Sure, yeah, Are absolutely, we, we can. Right? I yeah. mean, we're, we're reviewing them, so let's yeah. Do it. yeah. So their first album, 2012, Lonesome Dreams. Uh, there's some songs on that album that are really, really good. Uh, one of them, my favorite, it's called Brother. Um, I'm going to play it. Let's turn some volume up here. Sail away, sail away, <laughs> save the whale. Save the whale, save the whale, save the whale. <laughs> the, the thing I love about this song is, yes, it's catchy, but more than anything, the lyrics, like... It, That's it, something I noticed. Um, I, I, like, it's hard to really get into a band in just like a couple days. You need a couple listens. But uh, um, the second time through, like they're just like their top hits on Spotify. I really started listening to the lyrics, and I, and they're they're really good. Yeah, really really good lyrics. Uh, what song is this? Brother. Oh, sorry, I thought that was the album. <laughs> no, this is off their their first like full LP. Yeah. Um, Lonesome Dreams came out in 2012. They had a couple like EPs before that. Yeah. Um, but this is the first album I listened to of theirs. And it's really, really good. So um, the song The Night We Met is arguably their most famous song. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. It's on like 20 different TV shows. It's and used commercials. constantly over. Yeah, it's used all the time. So like 
I've heard that song like a hundred times, yeah. but I was like, I never heard the name Lord Huron until you told me. And it, so th- that's something that that you experience sometimes, and you've probably experienced this throughout your I lifetime. I love commercial music. Well, like cars, <laughs> like cars driving, and they have like the song playing. I'm yeah, like, oh, dude, I love dude, that song. dude, what's the most? Just on that little side note, the craziest uh, one is like a um, like Tresemme commercial or something like that, and they like have uh, transplants. <laughs> You guys know what transplants yeah, is? Yeah. They have that transplant song. If you like, <laughs> if you listen to like three more seconds, it would be like this uh, well, hard rap. It's kind of funny. The 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 experience that you get sometimes you don't get it too often, but when you start listening to a band and you're like, man, these are they're really good, and then all of a sudden, a couple years later, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a fun thing, you know. Cake sings about that, like you know you. You knew about this band before anyone else, you know, and you have the shirt to prove that you were there and you saw them. It's that experience. And there's something almost euphoric about it. Like, hey, I was in on these guys before they were huge. I heard about Macklemore like four years before he made a big. And you felt probably awesome. Well, but then it's like his new music came out and it kind of sucked. And I was like, man, I I guess it's cool that he's famous because he's a really good rapper. Well, so like speaking of the of the lyrics, I, I'm sorry, I'm going to let you guys get into this in just one second. But that song we were just listening to, Brother. Yeah. I just want to read the lyrics to that song really quick. It's a really almost touching, you know, if you think about, for instance, Scott, you can think about your brother, your literal brother, Jake. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah, that guy that's supposed to be here. You know, you can think of your little bro- literal brother. You can think about your best friends that have been your friends. Like for me, Kenneth has been my best friend since I was eight, you know, uh, or I think about my brothers in arms that I served in the army with. Um, these, these, these are the words. How long have I known you, brother? Hundreds of lives, thousands of years. Hey, brother. How many miles have we wandered under the sky, chasing our fear? Some kind of trouble is coming. Don't know when, don't know what. I will stand by you, brother, till the daylight comes or I'm dead and gone. I've shared my life with you, brother, since I recall. You've been my friend. You say we're not like the others. Still, we must die. All things must end. I know we can't stop what's coming, but I will try. Oh, how I'll try. Will you fight with me, brother, one last time, one last fight? Don't turn away. Don't tell me that we're not the same. We face the fire together, brothers, till the end. Don't run away. Our time will come, but not today. I stand beside you, brother, with you till the end. So good. Like, I get the chills when I listen to that song and when I when I read those lyrics. It's really touching stuff. Anyway, I, I want to know what your guys' take on it was. There's my take. I love them. I so think they're one of the best out there right now. So I'll go real quick. So, I mean, and and the first time I listened to uh, listened to them, I uh, was listening to them while I was trying to work. Um, and uh, just kind of like as background noise. And at first, I was like, man, Reese listens to some weird ass... <laughs> <laughs> um so <laughs> the face he made <laughs> um and, and it's not a dig because and because the first band that you introduced a long time ago was, was um was uh was was weird um yeah. slender bodies on our lost yeah. episode that yeah, no one will ever hear that they might eventually but um maybe anyway hard but share it, Reese. then as i was listening to it, i was like okay I, I i i can listen to them i was for some reason when you when you um introduced them last time and you said this is what we're gonna listen to for some reason i don't know why i thought they were gonna be more of like an up upbeat like fast paced and, and so i was just really taken back but then i realized this is really good music to listen to when you just want to just chill 
you know, and you, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy listening. Dude, it's you know interesting I mean? you say that. Cause I turned it on while I was at work for the first time and I like to listen to soundtracks while I'm working, yeah. but I, I turned this on and it was perfect working music. It yeah, is but like, cause, cause I'm a, I'm a, a web developer. So I'm working in code and trying to thinking hard about problems, but it's like, it's, it was really good. Uh, to to play in the background while it's and working. and the other thing is that it's it's good uh, it's good like background music to like a party you know what yeah. I mean like if we were yeah. all gonna have like some party and had that on it'd be good I'd like it um I wouldn't necessarily I would listen to it if I wanted to chill you yeah. know yeah. and so it's not a di- it's not a dig on Lord Huron and it's not not a dig on you either it's just that. I wasn't expecting what yeah. I got. And at first it was like, took me back and I was like, Oh great. It's another slender bodies. But then I was like, <laughs> actually they're pretty good. Yeah. Um, they literally sound nothing like slender bodies. Nothing at all. Well, at all. That, that's, I'm talking about my very first it's initial like reaction. not even weird, but you gotta, you gotta remember I was expecting something fast paced, something yeah, more yeah. energetic and I get this. Well, so like, now I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Cause like, I know some people listen to music to, uh, change their mood. I listen to music to match my mood mm-hmm. and it, I tend to the music that I love the most is music that I can be in many different moods to. Mm-hmm. Like I, if I'm sad, I can listen to Jimmy Eat World. You yeah. know, if I'm pumped up and I'm like, I can listen you know, really to sweetness. Energetic. Yeah. Any, in any mood, in right? any situation. You know? And so I tend to like the music that can kind of mesh with any mood that I'm feeling. Yeah. And I find for me, like I've gone running to Lord Huron. Uh, I've chilled out and fallen asleep to Lord Huron. I've, you know, I've lifted weights yeah. to Lord Huron. It, it, it kind of, for me, meets me in, with so many different emotions. Sure, kind of meets. So, so meets here's here's my yeah. here's my anecdote. Um, so I was in a, in traffic on the way here, and there's a little tiny fender bender that caused like four miles of traffic. I was pissed off, but I had <laughs> Lord Huron on. And I was able to chill. It was, I, I, like, awesome. I, I was like, I felt myself getting worked up, getting pissed at the traffic. And then I just like, I just kind of sat back and I was listening. And it, was, it was like you said, Troy, it's like, you're like that. I was, I was able to chill and just like kind of relax. Yeah. You're yeah. like that dog in that meme. It's like, this is fine. And the house is burning down <laughs> around him. <laughs> this is fine. Everything's fine. It, well, what pissed me off was it was such a tiny fender bender and they had to make such a, anyways. Gosh, it's the, awful. The other thing I liked about it too, and I can't remember the song. I wish I was paying attention to the songs I was listening to. Oh, so you did your homework? Good homework. So <laughs> is uh, that I got a bit of an oldies vibe to it a little bit. Yeah, like, there was like a little bit of like aspect an, to it. Yeah, like, a, an, like an Elvis uh, Neil Young. He sounds like Neil Young to me. Nah, maybe I don't know. Like I got an, I like an, like an, like Neil Young personally. Like well, an, voice, an Elvis like Heartbreak Hotel was one of the songs. It kind of gave me that yeah. vibe, and it was obviously not a exactly bit, almost like, like a twang. Yeah, just like yeah. a little vibe. And uh, and then there was another song I listened to that just kind of reminded me of like. Uh, like a family movie, like they're going camping in the woods and, you know, they're driving through the little, little yeah. road and then you hear this song in the background and you're like, oh, this is going to be a fun yeah, it, it sounds Pete's almost Dragon, like, you like know? music you <laughs> would be like listening to, like watching Into the Wild yeah. or like some sort of like artsy so, uh, movie like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Here's what um, Jake texted me. His oh, he sent me that too. I was going to read it. Oh. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Do you want to read it together? No, go ahead. <laughs> read it. So, no way you can so J- Jake uh, said, <clears throat> Lord Huron is a basic bitch indoor <laughs> film. No, sorry, indie film music. I, do, I, I don't hate it, but I don't like it. I won't turn it off. I won't turn it off, but I won't. I'm not going to be turning it on. Interesting. That was that yeah. was kind of um, my my wife's vibe because she she'll mm-hmm. listen to and watch the things that we you know that we do. Yeah. She had the same vibe that that it was just like, like it, it, it was yeah. like it, the like. 
opening scenes to an indie movie. I yeah. can totally see that. So it's funny you should say that because after listening to this, I went and I was put in the mood to watch an indie movie, like an indie quirky yeah. movie. So I watched Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. I haven't seen it. Great movie, by the way. I'll have to check it out. And then I watched Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah, so do I. So it put me in the mood because of like the tone and the way yeah. it felt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It put me yeah, in the mood to that. watch something like that. And I'm not usually in the mood to watch something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yep. I enjoyed it. So it, it yeah, helped. I completely get it. Um, A plus recommendation. Oh, I thanks, man. absolutely loved it. Because, I mean, I listen. You're You're the music guy. Like, I think it's very obvious, you know, like the lead singers names and stuff, <laughs> but I am constantly looking for new music, like constantly. And I'm surprised I haven't heard of these guys sooner because I like every single person that like they tour with. Like he sounds like Iron and Wine. Mm-hmm. He sounds like Fleet Foxes. He sounds like Bon Iver. Um, so I, I love music like um, Father, Father John Misty. Yeah, really I could hear those stuff. guys going on tour together. Yeah, for sure. So I, I loved it. I think my favorite song... Was uh was it Wait by the River? Uh yeah, that's one of their newer ones. Yeah, and I, I actually like that that newer one better. Yeah, the new album, uh Vide Noir. Yeah. Um there's some songs on there that are really good. Uh but yeah, Wait by the River. I can play it right here. Oh, you got it? And it's like really slow. And I was just listening in the car and then I was like, Well, this is my favorite song yet. Yeah. Even though like their their most famous one is The Night We Met. Um yeah, this like just super slow song. I was like, yeah, this is my favorite song from them easily. It's a really good one. And that sounds like so much like Iron and Wine, like Sam yes. Beam. Like uh, William Fitzsimmons. Have you heard of him? Yeah, I like William Fitzsimmons. Yeah, I, I love stuff like this. Yeah. This is right up my alley. So I absolutely loved it. Sweet, man. That makes me happy. Uh, the thing I love about his vocals is like, yes, he sounds similar to other people, but... It's very much him, you know. It's, mm-hmm. He's very unique. It's it's his own kind of sound. Yeah. You know, it's similar to others. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really really good stuff. Like Rick McRae. I haven't heard of him. Cake. Oh, okay. See, Cake. I was gonna say, like, yeah. you can tell me a band off here, but <laughs> I don't know the lead singers. <laughs> he's just got an awesome, awesome vocals. Yeah. Know? Very just him. So, so my thoughts on it are, uh, I do like him. I, I uh, but again, it's it's situational. Um, yeah, I get it. Like, I'm not always going to turn them on, and I might even forget about them for a while. But I'll come back to them. I, I they're uh, they're a good band. Oh, I've already added half of his stuff to my playlist. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I loved it, dude. It's really um, really good. Yeah. Well, and like the the title track for their newest album, Vito Noir, is really good. I'll play it real quick. <laughs> Why can't it kind of you? <laughs> yeah, the oldies vibe. I'm telling you. It kind of breaks a little bit out of some of their other stuff. My girl, my girl. Talking about my girl. My girl. My girl. That's a temptation track if you're paying attention. (laughs) I hope they weren't. Oh, yeah, I like this song. Yeah, I went through all their stuff. That's good. Good stuff. That that one's a lot more upbeat and a lot more kind of fast paced. Got a got a faster tempo. Um, but yeah, I just I love them, man. It's good yeah, stuff. I mean it's it's already stuff that I listen to anyway. Mm-hmm. I can't really say I'd like want to go see them in concert. 
Because usually when I go to concert, I just want to like rage. <laughs> so interestingly enough, yeah, these guys live. What, has has anybody been to a Mumford and Sons concert? Nope. The, I like Mumford and Sons, but I haven't so, been. To so them do live. I. They're the energy at Mumf at a Mumford and ah, at a Mumford and Sons concert is one of the highest energy levels I've been to. And I've been, I've seen Hoobastank. I've, I've seen heard Papa they're Rich. great live. They're incredible yeah. live. Really? These yeah. guys have a very similar feeling. Like every band member is like emotionally invested in the song. Yeah. You can feel their exuberance while they're on stage. And what That's was cool. fun was they played with a band, I think I mentioned called Trampled by Turtles. Um, and they <laughs> Sorry. kind of a strange title. That's the the band from the movie Yes Men. In case you guys were wondering, oh my gosh. <laughs> you give me crap for the Run Ronnie Run joke, but you will not let that well, Yes Men joke. See, there's and a that's difference. Even, oh, one of them was good, canon. and one of one of those jokes was good, and one of those was not. <laughs> but one of them became a, an episode. It's so. true. It it yeah. really did. Uh, <laughs> Well, I mean, you did shoehorn it in as an episode. It's true. Um, but uh, old yeah. shoehorn Troy <laughs> shoehorning his way around. Trampled by turtles. They're, they're kind of a they've got their banjos and they've got mandolins. And, and it's really, really, really high energy. Very much yeah. like Mumford and Sons first stuff where they're stomping their feet. And yeah. Getting, you know, it was fun. There's a really famous YouTube video of a Mumford and Sons concert and they didn't really realize how famous they were. And the entire crowd is singing their song and they can't even get a word in. Really? So the whole crowd is just singing and he's just like, so you guys like have been completely to, amazed. You guys have been to USANA amphitheater, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, uh, my wife and I went with some friends. We saw um, Mumford and Sons there. And I don't remember which song it was, but he's got a cordless mic as most people do, but he gets off the piano and grabs the mic and just runs out into the audience, runs all the way out to the grass where we are. And people are just hoarding around him and grabbing at him. But he's just going out and touching the fans and he's singing his guts out while he's doing this. And then on the way back, he goes through the stent through the pit. Right. It's not mm -hmm. a mosh pit, but yeah, he's going through the pit and they have him on the big screen so you can see they're pulling his shirt. It's starting to tear. People are just grabbing at him. And he just stops mid-song and just screams, "This is awesome!" <laughs> and like, and that's the kind of energy that these guys had too. They just had such a love for what they were doing yeah. that you really felt it. So when you're listening to their studio albums, it seems really mellow. It seems really chill. But when you're watching them, man, they're pouring themselves into that music, and it yeah. just made me love them that much more. <laughs> I felt that same way about Tame Impala when I saw them live. I don't know who that is. You don't know Tame Impala? No. What? Dude, I'm, they're huge. I have no idea who Tame Impala is. Okay, so they are really mellow. Okay. You need to check them out because they I have will. like, every single one of their songs has like 400 million views. <laughs> um, but they're a really mellow band. But then when I saw them live, they were shooting like confetti into the crowd. Oh, and that's like, cool. Like the Blue Man group or something. <laughs> like so. Tobias Funke? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he blew himself. He blew himself. Um... What yeah. a blowhard. <laughs> oh, Tobias. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you liked it, Chris. That makes me happy. Yeah, I loved it, dude. It's like, actually, that's the first thing I've liked <laughs> when we do a I'll Do Anything Once. That's, yeah. I liked your last recommendation and I forgot an episode, 
but my wife even pointed out like you are com- you are a curmudgeon you hate every single thing <laughs> somebody tells you to watch and i was like that's not true and i go through it i was like oh Dude, yeah we've been telling you that for years well, I was like, man, I don't want to watch Run, Run, Run. That looks so stupid. Dude, I'm glad I watched it. And then I didn't have to. <laughs> you didn't watch it? No, I didn't have to. <laughs> I wasn't going to be there. Blame it on the dog. I, I know. Um, it, so so what's your next segment going to be? Oh, for uh, next week? No, because I don't care because I'm just not going to watch it. <laughs> well, next segment was going to be uh, it's Scott's. No, I'm talking about yours. Oh, I don't even watch. know what it is. Yeah. I don't know yet. It's gonna be a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything once. We're all gonna put a balloon up Trey's ass until it explodes. <laughs> what? what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's a that's a. We we all know my take. Now we have Chris's official take. Scott's. What what's your official take? I'll give him a B. A B. A B. Yeah. Okay, I, like I, the B I emoji. Mean, no, uh, a B. Okay. Like a bumblebee emoji? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, like a character B. Like the character oh, okay. B. Okay. They, they, were, they were good. Uh, uh, and like, uh, I, I like him, but uh, I don't like him as much as Chris did. Yeah. yeah. Troy? So I, I gave you the take as far as how I felt about the band, but um, as far as like, a, I guess, a rating, um, four out of five stars. So like a B, you know, like, like I didn't hate him. I didn't love them. Um, if they're on, I'll listen to them. I'm not going to, you know, tell you to change it or complain yeah. about it, but I don't really know if I have any. Four reason. to five is really good though. It's true. It's a really good score. No, that, yeah. that is a That's good a score. It is a good score. score. I, I, I thought they were good, mm-hmm. um, but not, not as enough for me to like, be like, damn, I want to listen to them all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. Um, but they're good. I mean, it was a good recommendation and I'm glad we listened to it. Cause I like listening to new things, things that I wouldn't normally hear anyway. Also, I'll add that, uh, like I was saying before, it's hard to to really, for me at least, to like one or two listens through like their yeah. their their uh, big songs. It's hard to really know if you like them. Yeah. So so I'll continue to listen and I'll it'll, it'll grow on me. I'll, I'll like them. So sweet. What's your uh, what's your how do you rate it? What's your rank? Me? Yeah. Uh, a plus. A plus. Yeah. I said I said that earlier. Oh, I give them two enthusiastic thumbs way up. Wow. I give it a uh, I yeah. give it the heart eyes. The heart. Eye. Mm, I like the heart. The heart eyes. eyes. Nice. Yeah, I'm bringing it back. How so, many heart eyes? Yeah. I think when on my phone I can send fifty. Wow. Yeah, it's yeah, like an, on an Android. Yeah, like yeah. macro fifty. Oh. So Jake, Jake called it basic bitch music. Yeah. So what do you what do you think he would give the rating? <laughs> I don't know. I almost feel like he's saying that just to try and rile me up. <laughs> I, th- I think he knew that we'd all be really positive about it. He just wanted to take well, a yeah, down. There's a, a possibility of that. When I was like, "Hey Jake, what do you think of the music?" He's like, "Oh, I heard about these guys forever ago. They're just whatever. It's coffee house bullshit." Do you know? Do you know how he heard about from them? you? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I made a playlist and like in yeah, anyway, he he liked my playlist when I used to make them on Spotify. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, awesome! Thanks, guys. I appreciate your input. Question: it was fun. Yeah. What's the worst concert you've ever been to? The worst concert I've ever been to. Um, strangely enough, like I would want to say Papa Roach. <laughs> like, I don't think, that was at the at the X96 Big Ass show in 2005. Yeah. Maybe it was 2004. Anyway, but they were actually dang good live. And I don't like them. There's a couple of bands really that have good. made me into fans just by how good they are in so, concert. So I, I saw Everclear and they're really bad live. Oh, really? Really bad. Same with... Um, Oh gosh, 
What was that? That band. Is that ever clear though? The one with the daddy issues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate Five that band. Nine. Oh, they're yeah, the worst, one. dude. Ever. What was that? Daddy. Band? Sugar... <laughs> Sugar Ray. Yeah, Sugar Ray. Awful live. Like, yeah. They're so bad. They're not live. a band anymore. But more than anything, I hate when I go to a concert and it gets overly political. Mm. Um, like, I didn't pay money to come here and hear your political views. I want to hear you play your mu- music like a monkey. Just play and, music. And to be fair, it, it doesn't matter what those political views are. It's just play doesn't, the music. It yep, doesn't matter like, what they it, are. Yeah, so, like, yeah. I've seen Gold uh, Goldfinger, like, nine times live. Yeah. And I love them, but they're always pushing their vegan BS, like, <laughs> pamphlets Next out there. Next time you go there, raise a corn dog and salute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and eat it. Yeah. And then... Taste well, the then, hate. So, I went to, at the University of Utah, I went to a free concert that was Death Cab for Cutie. I love Death Cab for Cutie. But they got on their, you know, soapbox talking about F. George Bush. And, and oh, that was like a while really, ago then. That was a long time old man. ago. That was before my mission. They're, they're here again like this month and yeah, their tickets well, are $118. And I won't go see them because $118? Yeah. I think they're doing death cabs for Cutie and um, Postal Service. Oh, doing, really? Doing both oh, wow. Dang, I want to see that. But it's $118. It's the same lead singer, so. Yeah. 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 Dude. But, uh, ben I Gibbard. love Postal Service. Yeah, yeah, they're great, but I won't go see them just because of that experience. I was like, "Come on, there's no need for it." Yeah, you know. But what about uh, you, Scott? What's the worst concert you've been to? The worst. So i I went to Warped Tour, mm. and uh, it had one of the best experiences and one of the worst experiences because it's a big kind of festival thing. Yeah. The um the worst. Who was it? My, I went with my wife right when we had gotten married, and uh, it was who was it? Mayday Parade or something? It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I've it's seen Chick them. Rock. I've seen them. Um, and my my wife really liked them, so we went, and she was just like, it was the worst. Mayday Parade. Um, but the best part about that day was Andrew WK. Oh yeah. Who talk oh, nice. about pure energy. Yeah. Yeah. That's Whole, awesome. And and he w- and he came on right after Dropkick Murphys, which was also pure energy. Yeah. It was awesome. So but. I went to a concert once with uh, my friend Josh Larson. Hey, Josh, if you're listening, give us a review, you freaking jerk. Give us a like and a give thumbs up. Give us a like up. and a give thumbs up. Give us a share. Up. Give us five a share. Five stars. Something, five stars, something. Anyway, uh, we went to uh, Rise Against at Out of the Salt Air. I was at the same concert. <laughs> Dude, it was nuts. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you were dressed like I was, but I was dressed like a... Middle class white dude. Uh, I might have been wearing a black t shirt. Okay, know. so you might have fit in a little, a bit little more. Yeah. I think I was wearing a polo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden, he's, you know, the lead singer of Rise Against stands up and it's like this really heavy song that they've got. Not all their songs are like Swing Life Away. Like most mm-hmm. of their songs are pretty hard. And he stands up and he's like, When I say rise, you say rise and throw your fist in the air. And he would say something political about George Bush. And then he'd go, rise. And everyone would throw their right fist in the air together and scream, rise. I was actually doing that. I was like, I wasn't. I was like, I'm going to get murdered here (laughs) because I do not fit in with this crowd. And we bailed. Like, we just left. Right after you left, there was a huge mosh pit. Oh, geez. And they stopped this concert. They stopped the show. It was, we don't promote violence. We're not going to play until you guys can all keep your hands to yourselves. We don't believe in violence. And I was, I think I was flipping them off. (laughs) 
Well, Alkaline Trio opened for them. Yeah. And they were yeah. amazing. Yeah, they're good life. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, and leaving a concert early, the only concert I've ever left early is was Blink-182. When, oh. uh, because Well, not because the music or the band it was because it was raining so hard oh that <laughs> it was, was, at USA, that that was pretty recently huh yeah it was it was just like last year oh geez two years ago That's and, and they just replaced the singer with uh with what's his name from from alkaline trio yeah i don't know his, his name, name. Uh, i don't know the name of alkaline trio oh it's amazing i, know, sorry. I actually um, don't know sorry guys but uh yeah it's not tom DeLong, so it's not it, it's really hard to to really get into it but um yeah, we, I left early from that one. So that that was a terrible concert, but not because of the band. Yeah. We, we were literally like, had just jumped out of a, or jumped into a Dude, swimming pool. I, when I saw Incubus last summer, it was raining, Incubus. and it was like a magical experience. I bet. Yeah, I bet, yeah. it was like, because he was singing like um, one of their chiller songs, I don't even remember. Probably like, uh, what is that, um, Equius? Yes. Dude. Uh, or the, the Lotus Blossom one, the one that's like the Asian sounding one. Yeah, for the Equi- yeah, that's, yeah, that's the Equius something. And it was raining and I was like, this is magical. Yeah, that song's amazing. Uh, raining concert. Mm-hmm. We saw my wife and I went to Mark Knopfler, which uh, you probably heard. Dire Straits? Dire Straits, yeah. Okay. So we, we, we saw him at Red Butte Garden and it was like no like October. So it was a little bit cold and it was raining. And we all, everyone had their raincoats on and their chairs because like Red Butte Gardens, like one of those classy places to yeah, go. Like yeah. people are drinking wine while they listen, you know, yeah. like craft beer, draft beer and everything yeah, like that. Yeah. But uh, that was a pretty fun experience, like being there in the rain, listening to one of the greatest guitarists ever. So, yeah, I, I have a fun experience about like, because uh, I went to... Um, Ben Folds, he plays. He'll, he'll play with an orchestra every once in a while, and so he played with the the Utah Orchestra at Deer oh, Valley. That would have been awesome. At Deer Valley, his open open air concert, and and like it was like the setting of like super like uppity rich, and then he's he's like cussing on the mic, you know. Was yeah. he singing he's, he's his uh, Dr. Dre song? Yeah, he saw he sung all like really? he didn't hold that, and it just felt really out of place, and it was awesome. It wasn't I wish you were here. No, no, no. I, I accidentally clicked on the wrong one. I'm just like, I can't get it out of my head. It's, so it's Aqueous Transmission. Mm-hmm. That's the, the song. The best shows and the worst shows were actually from the same musical festival, but in two different locations. Give you, uh, give you, a, anyway. So the Warp Tour about 15 years ago. Um, Man, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, started in, uh, started in Boise. So it was, and I was living there because that's where I'm from. And, uh, we uh, we went to the we went there and awesome like there was literally no problems I went and saw less than Jake AFI oh nice dude oh the Vandals so fun like all of it and um it was so great and then the really cool thing about uh when it, at that point was the two the two main stages were actually on the same stage so the way they did it is the main stage they just cut in half or mm. they split in half so one band would be playing and, the and then when they were done up. then the next band would immediately That's come right dope. after so you're listening to less than jake you're rocking out and then as soon as they finish their set boom afi is on and you don't have to move anywhere it That's was awesome. awesome but the one thing is as soon as dropkick murphy's came on um we had bad weather. And so we left early and, uh, they went on, we heard that later that they went on the PA and said that, uh, if you, uh, if you 
have tickets or your tickets for the Boise uh, Warp Tour will work because we have to cancel the the, the festival early. Um, we'll work anywhere in the nation. So we were like, we called out work and stuff and we just immediately booked it to Salt Lake for the one here. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, and it was a little bit different. The stages, the main stages were completely opposite ends of each other and everything. And that was the one that I had the bad experience in because the AFI wasn't nearly as fun. Um, yeah. To me. And then when we went and tried to see Dropkick Murphys, although the bands were good, the experience wasn't as fun. Yeah. That that same uh, big ass show with uh, Papa Roach, like it was a it was pretty fun. If you think back to when we were in high school, Hoobastank, Papa Roach lit some 41. Dang. It was fun. Yeah, it was a that, really good time. Yeah. I were, told me would have loved that. Yeah, yeah. There were more boobs during Sum 41 <laughs> than any other concert I've been to. Because I'm 6'4", one girl wanted on my shoulders. I didn't know who she was, but she's like, can I get on your shoulders? I was like, sure. And all of a sudden, I noticed everyone staring in my general direction. And I looked up, and her boobs were out. It was pretty cool for like seventeen year old me, eighteen year old me. <laughs> it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> no, it was, it was Chris great. Chris had his hand, or uh, Reese had his hand in his pocket, <laughs> awkwardly trying to hide something. Yeah, that was All fun right. though. Well, uh, yeah, that was. Thanks for your input on that. That was a fun conversation. Thanks for that question, Chris. Yes, sir. Um, real quick, I just I wanted to point something out. Um, on Apple Podcasts. I, on iTunes, like iTunes. Apple well, app? so so the oh, iPhone has app? its own podcast app. Yeah, yeah, it's connected to iTunes, but it's its own podcast. Yeah, we got a we got a review. Oh, we're gonna give a shout out. It's a five star review, and I wanted to shout out Shebby Sheb. Shebby Sheb. Shebby Sheb. You know who you are. Shebby Sheb gave us a five star rating. Said I love these guys. They are so entertaining, and I giggle quite often when listening to them. Me too. They talk about interesting topics, and even when they talk about things I know nothing about, they make it fun to learn about it. Shebby Sheb, will you marry me? Thank you very much. (laughs) We love you. Thanks for the shout-out. If you're listening, uh, whether it's your first time or you've been with us from the beginning, go ahead, give us a like uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, Give us some reviews, some ratings on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, or Spotify, wherever you get your your podcasts, and uh, we'll be appreciative. And uh, maybe if you're lucky, we'll give you a shout out next time. Just uh, just search Coldbow or Coldbow Podcasts, or we're not hard to find. There's yeah. not many out there that you can be on our show. What yeah, an honor. literally, you'll be a part of our show. Literally, and I think that's pretty cool. It is cool. It's cool being here too. Shebby Sheb. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude. So what are we uh, what are we doing next time? Next time, that's me. Um, so I wanted to uh, do the the best opening scene in a movie. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Love so that. so we'll do. Um, I'm gonna have a lot of fun researching this one. I was thinking we could do yeah. a stack, but I don't yeah, want to do a stack. I will too. Let's let's do a no stack. Um, just like a conversation then. Yeah. Just a come up with a goat. goat. A goat. goat and vote on it. Okay. Yep. Let's do a goat. I, I, I can okay. dig on that. So <laughs> yeah, and, and just. Uh, I think it'll be it'll make for a good conversation at least. I think that was a cow. Sorry, <laughs> I can't wait to bar- have that conversation. Is there a barn in here? <laughs> what the hell's going on? Awesome guys, right. uh, sweet. All right, I cool, like guys. it. So All right. Do your homework. Right. Yeah. Wait for me by the river. Bye. Peace out. Love you. Bye. bye. Jake, Jake's a dick. <laughs> I can never wait against myself.